Hello, everyone. This is Mike Lindstedt, president and co-founder of The Nehemiah Project. You're listening to The Nehemiah Project podcast, where we replace hopelessness with hope. Well, today is the second episode of our quick snippet of encouragement. We just started doing this last week. Hmm. And uh, our goal here is to just do a quick podcast. And we're going to follow some of the scriptural, uh, or portions of scripture, I should say, uh, from Proverbs. And we're going to just try to draw out the wisdom that's in Proverbs, because we truly do believe that wisdom will encourage you. Mm-hmm. So if it sounds like, you know, man, these guys are always just like, they're always teaching, and, and yet they keep talking about encouragement. Well, that's that's because we think that the wisdom of yeah. God will encourage you. Chad, what do you have to say about that? Well, like we talked about last week, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, that's right. the beginning of knowledge. And, um, I mean, right now we live in a world that is very confused about what's right, uh, where wisdom comes from, a lot of infighting of who's right about what. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it only causes dissension. It only causes confusion. And then when you parcel that out to individuals, that's where you get things like depression, anxiety, you know, suicidal ideation is a confusion about who we are and why we exist and what matters. And so it's encouraging for us to give you the truth about where wisdom comes from because wisdom is what produces freedom and hope and everything that comes with it. And so, and wisdom only comes from God. So that's why we look into his word to, to find wisdom. Right. You know, and again, just to think about, well, what does the word encourage even mean, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm literally looking at the the dictionary definition. To inspire with courage, spirit, or with confidence. To stimulate by assistance, approval, Mm -hmm. to promote, advance, or foster. And so really all of those things can come from wisdom. Yeah, We We are trying to instill courage in you to either continue what you're doing if it's working, right? If it's right. according to the scriptures, or we're trying to encourage you to instill courage into you to maybe look at some of the harder things in your life. Right, and do something you know? different. Because I'll tell you what, the proverb we're going to read today, uh-huh. God changed my life with this proverb. I yeah. mean, he literally changed the directory of my life. My, or I should, they, should say the trajectory yeah. of my life. With just these three basic conditional statements that, that this proverb, chapter mm-hmm. two, starts off with. And it encouraged me, it infused courage into me to trust God. Because it's a conditional. Yeah. We're going to read more about that. But that's the point, y'all, that are listening. Is we're just trying mm-hmm. to show you guys what the Bible has to say because it's going to give you courage, hopefully. Well, Mike, maybe take two seconds to set the scene for where you yeah. first read this. Yeah. To why this, why this was encouraging and changed your life. I can tell you that, you know, I may have read this before, mm-hmm. right? But it's all in God's timing, mm-hmm. you know? So... To set the scene where, where God really hit me with the truth of this scripture, I was in a recovery program, mm-hmm. right? Most of you guys listening already know my story, but if you don't, you guys can go on, our, on the Nehemiah Project YouTube page, and we have a pretty in-depth discussion about my story. Um, but long story short, you know, I was just coming off the street, coming off of hardcore alcohol and drug use. Um, I had no friends, no family, no money, you know, nothing but a legal record. Um, and I was in a Christian program called the Dream Center. And the Dream Center is a 400,000 square foot facility in, located in Echo Park, Los Angeles, which is about a mile away from downtown. And the structure of that program there is, you know, some programs they have you do therapy, counseling, uh, they have you do all, all sorts of things. But this mm-hmm. particular one was called a work therapy program. So the first job that I got because remember, it's 400,000 square feet. The people in the program are the ones who run it. The first job that I got was called night security. 
I was in-house night security, which basically meant that I was a glorified human alarm clock. Mm. I had to stay up all night to make sure that, you know, the 60 plus people that were living on one floor, there was three floors for discipleship. There's a lot of people in this program. Yeah. But I basically had to make sure that no one left the room, that everyone stayed in their bunks, mm-hmm. you know, basically follow the rules or else, you know, kind of, kind of thing. Right. But they didn't allow you to read anything other than the Bible or books about the Bible. So I was stuck all night with nothing but a Bible. All night. It was dead quiet. And I had, you know, homework requirements and whatnot. So mm-hmm. Proverbs chapter two comes up as, the, as part of the yearly Bible reading. So I start reading it. And I had a little bit of understanding on how to read things from college, which I you know, dropped out of, but mm-hmm. I love philosophy and I love learning about wisdom and things of that nature. So I understood some very basic stuff. And one of the basic things I understood was what a conditional statement is, mm-hmm. right? It's an if-then statement, meaning if you do X, Y, or Z, then X, Y, or Z will happen, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we find here in Proverbs chapter two. And so I was reading Proverbs chapter two, the first six verses, which we're gonna read in a second. And it was like God just hit me. Like he opened my eyes to trust him. And it was, it was you know, I guess the theological way of saying it would be that, you know, um, he rejuvenated my, my, my soul, right? Or, or uh, yeah. he restored my soul or he, he, um, he brought my dead soul to life, yeah. you know? And I think that's, that's literally when I think I was saved because my life started to change, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus said, you know, tree by its fruit. So without further ado, let's read the proverb. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop after the sixth verse and just explain the conditional and then we'll keep going, okay? Okay. Proverbs chapter two, starting at verse one. My son... If you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, and if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Mm -hmm. So we'll stop right there. In verses one through four, there's three ifs. I'll summarize them in my own words. Yeah. If you receive my words and treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. In other words, if you listen, you pay attention to these words. Yeah. Right? That's step number one. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, especially if you're in a program, you're getting told things and you really, really don't want to hear it. You're just doing a program your mom or dad made you do it right. or because the judge made you do it. It's everyone else's fault, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. If you listen and pay attention, just listen and pay attention. That's number one. That's the first condition. Second, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, meaning not only do you pay attention, but now you start asking questions. You, you want to understand and that requires you to, to ask questions. Mm-hmm. That's the second conditional if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. The third is, then if you seek it like silver, which was money back then, and search for it as if it were hidden treasure. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty straightforward. Basically, if you value wisdom and yeah. the understanding of wisdom, if you value it as if it's a billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? The promise in verse five is, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. 
Now, why is verse five important besides the fact that it's a promise, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in chapter one, verse seven, the fear of the Lord is, like Chad already mentioned, the beginning of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So if you want to start on the path of wisdom, you don't go to a college, you don't go to a trade school, you don't go to any other place, then you start at the word of God. Mm -hmm. You know, and man, we could talk about that. The history (laughs) of education in America, Right. right? Right. But the point is this, that wisdom begins with an understanding of who God says he is. Yeah. Which makes logical sense since he created everything. Yeah. So verse five, back in chapter two, then the promise is if you do those three things, if you pay attention, if you ask questions, and if you value it, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and mm-hmm. find the knowledge of God. And when I was reading that in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. I said, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Who wouldn't want to know what God knows? Right? I mean, I do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so that's what started me down this path of... Yeah just being tenacious about understanding the Bible. Like yeah. I wanted to understand it above all things. Yeah. Cause I believed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I said that just makes logical sense. Mm-hmm. So I've been forever changed from that, from that point. And that was in 2013. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago now. Yeah. So let's finish reading the rest of the Proverbs. So I'll start from verse six and I'll go through it. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield for those who walk in integrity guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then, here's a second promise to those three conditionals, verse nine, then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity and every good path. Right. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep the paths of the righteous for the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. Hmm. Man, man, oh man. So Chad, why don't you just give us a little bit of a cultural background because those last couple of verses, if you're not a Jew living in these time periods, like inherit what land, right? What does that mean? What does that represent? Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's just kind of walk through the rest of that proverb. Well, for the Israelites who would be reading this at the time, remember these are written by King Solomon, who's mm-hmm. the son of King David. Um, this happens after the time of the judges, after the time of where they go into the promised land with Joshua. And just giving you that kind of overview, the promised land itself was a promised land that was meant to represent the, the Garden of Eden, the New Eden. Mm. And that's the reason why... When the chosen people of God, this you know, and the king was known as the son of God, right, mm-hmm. was referred to, uh, who was a representation representative of all the people. When they went into that land, the reason why God decreed that they clear that land, it was bringing punishment upon the people who rejected God, of course, mm-hmm. but also the reason why you had to God wanted the whole land to be eradicated mm-hmm. was because it was clearing it to be the new Eden, and we had to get the seed of the serpent out of it. Mm. Those who were 
who were rejecting God are known in Scripture as the seed of the serpent. Going back to the original promise in the Garden of Eden of the son of the woman, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15, that ultimately culminates in what Christ does on the cross. Yeah. The, he is that seed of the woman that crushes sin and death, the seed of the serpent, mm-hmm. Satan's uh, plan. Um, so, with all that being said, that's what he's talking about here, that those who are wise, those who walk in the way of the Lord, those who trust God will inherit the land. And for us now, in this in, in this part of redemptive history, those who believe in Christ, mm-hmm. of what he's done on the cross, what he's finished, um, those who trust in him and believe in him will have eternal life, meaning we will inherit that land that is that to promise. come, that promise yeah. of eternal life and that promise of the new heaven and new earth that will eventually come at Christ's return. Yeah. So that's what all that means uh, in a quick summary. And the, but that's important. You know, if you're going to receive encouragement, it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely vital that you have the proper context. For sure. And cultural, mm-hmm. the cultural gap that we always yeah. have to bridge, yeah. the language barrier, yeah. the geographical barrier, and the yeah. historical barrier. One thing I also want to say about this too is there's a theme throughout all of this, and Mike's you've hit on it throughout it. But in order for you to receive the wisdom of God, to search in the way that this proverb says, is that it begins with the fear of the Lord, which inherently means you yourself cannot want to be your own God. Yeah. It begins with humility. The fear of the Lord means that you see and worship God as God, and you know that you are not. And so, therefore, when you see God as God, you search him out because yeah. you want to know him. Yeah. And there you will find wisdom. Yeah. But as long as you have pride, as long as you are wanting to be your own God, you'll be blinded to true wisdom. You'll be a fool. Yeah. That's what the scriptures tell us. Right. And we went over that in Proverbs chapter one. Mm-hmm. You know, I love how the Proverbs open up with that distinction. Like the fear of the Lord begins, or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And then it, we it talked about how wisdom was calling out in in all of the public areas, right? Mm-hmm. But the foolish people didn't want it. Right? They wanted to go. In the, the example of Proverbs one, they wanted to go get, um, you know, easy money. Right? That's right. They wanted to go get get uh, deceitful wealth. Right. That's what they wanted. To, that's what they wanted. You mm-hmm. know. And I think that's so representative of just the selfish heart. Yeah. You know. And if it if it feels like it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. It could possibly be <laughs> too good to be true, right? Because, I mean, redemption is too good to be true. Let's talk about... I mean, true. Come on. That's true. I'm a guilty that's sinner, that's right? True. I should. I do not deserve that. That's that true. is too good to be true, but it is true. That is the one promise that's that's worth uh, believing in, for right. sure. So let's, let's just kind of wrap this up here with... I want to make a comment, because this is such a straightforward proverb, right? Everything good will come out of the mouth of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that the that the heart longs for, righteousness, justice, equity. I mean, think about our culture right now. Those are the two hottest words, social justice mm-hmm. and equity, right? right? But the government, our government currently, is not using the word of God to interpret what those terms mean, right? right? So it's all out of whack, right? right. I want to trust God who knows what justice is. Who knows what real equity is, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows what every good path is? Who who is the literally the embodiment of wisdom and knowledge, right? Which is that that example is a great example of how the wis the foolishness of sinful man in trying to be wise in their own eyes in 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 the name of social justice and equity and equality are continuing to make things less equal and. Like we're going back to segregation and all yeah. kinds of things in the name of 
all these things. In the name of equity. Which yeah. is just like such a moronic yeah. <laughs> thing to, to watch. Well, the Bible rightly calls those who don't trust in the wisdom of God fools. That's right. I mean, how there is no other accurate term. It's if foolish. you didn't create human if you didn't create the human race, right. you didn't create the universe, right? Mm-hmm. You can only observe things and come to logical conclusions, but even our logic is flawed, right? right? Now we're getting a little off track here, but I think it's pertinent to this, yeah, right? For because sure. proverb is Proverbs is very um, categorical in the way it speaks. Mm-hmm. It's like there's only two categories. Which one are you in? You you're know? either wise or you're a fool. Right. And you know what? We, the gospel says that we all start out as fools. That's right. Right. We are all on the same playing field. Right. It is equitable. <laughs> right. Right. And the only wisdom we can boast in is that of the Lord. It's not right. our own. Right. And so we want to encourage you guys, whether you are already walking on the path of life or you're walking on the path that seems right, but in the end leads to death, mm-hmm. right? Which that's in Proverbs 14. We're not there yet. Whether it doesn't matter what path you're on, we want to encourage you guys to either uh, repent mm-hmm. or continue to seek the face of God. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys are encouraged by this. Please, guys, continue to stay in the word on a daily basis. We're going to do our best to help you guys to do that. Yeah. But that that's going to help you guys along the way. That's right. All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast. For more resources about addiction recovery, suicide prevention, and overcoming other life-controlling issues, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, tnproject.org. If you or someone you love is struggling, don't hesitate to reach out to us by calling 985-205-3022.